of almost perfect. Why? Does it feel? Do you feel like you're gonna throw up? No, it's not that I feel like I throw up. It's feel like that, like there's just like gas that's stuck, like in in the upper part of the stomach. Like I like I know that it wants to come out. It hasn't settled back down, but I feel like there's there's incoming, there's incoming gas. Hmm. And that's that's coming up. Like I was gonna burp, and then like it kind of got swallowed and stopped. I feel like that would hurt. No, that's never happened. Not really. Wow. Dude, bodies are wild. I just assume that everyone has the exact same experience. I feel like my gastrointestinal system is, like, fine. Like, I don't think I really have issues with it. I don't... I mean, I do in the sense that I definitely have a lot of indigestion uh, when I eat the wrong food. So, like, that's the only GI problems that I know that I have. I, but, like, the, the, the back half of the system is perfect. I have no complaints about that. It's normally the front half that I, that I have problems with because I definitely struggle with heartburn. I, yeah, still never heartburn. Still never. I'm, Which is weird because my dad has it. I'm convinced that everyone's had heartburn. They just don't know that it's heartburn. I mean, it, the words heart and burn, I feel like, are two pretty strong words to describe but heartburn a feeling. does not feel like it's close to your heart. Right, it's probably like no. in your throat, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, not really, yeah. I've never had been woken up in the middle of the night because I'm like, ah, I had some spicy stuff. Ah, I don't, It's not always waking up. It's just like a general... God, it's, it's so hard to... I don't even know how to describe heartburn, but I've, I've struggled with it for, for years now. You'll it, It'll happen eventually. You'll realize, and then you'll just feel like you're getting old. But maybe it's just throughout my life I've gathered enough bees to surround me over and over and over that I have so many layers of protection that anytime I do experience heartburn, it's just one bee gets lost behind, and it's like, oh, I'm fine. I can keep going. I've never been stung by a bee. I've been stung by a wasp. Never been stung by a bee. You know wasps bite? Well, I've, isn't, I've, isn't that like a misnomer because wasps don't actually sting you they bite you i have no idea i just know it hurt like hell no oh. and i was very allergic i stepped on a bee once i and i panicked because i thought i was just allergic to all of them um so i kind of sat looking at my foot like okay am i gonna start suffocating now and then i was fine <laughs> what a fu- shouldn't you do so anything other than just sit down and look at the stinger well i mean i was like alone at home and i was like i think i'm okay because i feel like everything's under control i can pop a benadryl if i need to and be all right pop a benadryl first don't wait for it nah dude i was riding i was i was i was invincible it turns out I'm not allergic to bees, but I am very allergic to wasps. Yeah, I think wasps bite. Uh, that's not the point of this whole conversation. You were trying to talk about what it's like to have be coated in sweet, sweet bee armor, like our I'm like the here. second part of our ukulele double feature. For everyone who's like, man, I was so excited that they played ukulele last week. I well, I kickstarted that game. I love banjo. I love character platformers and. Boy, wouldn't it just be a real hoot if they doubled down and play both games back to back? That's a first for us. We've been doing this show for a hot minute, but we haven't been like, hey, do you want to play through a whole series? Yeah. There's there's big air quotes there if you're not watching the video. Air, series. It's a quotes. series. It's two games. They have this ukulele. We haven't done that before. We haven't even played. We have not played two games from the same. We, we've played two games with the same developer, I think. Have we? Wait, like what? I'm trying to remember. Have we even played two games with the same developer yet? I don't know if we have. I don't think so. I don't think we have. Bec- I, yeah, no. Maybe not. I was going to say... I guess the closest would be me doing the near and near Automata yeah, one. Yeah, But that's yeah, about it. Yeah, but like that that's not a communal experience. Yeah. But we did it! And we didn't even wait. We just fired off one into the other. So if you're like, man, ukulele, love it. Probably not a lot of people saying that. But bam! 
double feature. Guess what? Awesome. If you thought ukulele was the game that you always wanted to be reimagined from your childhood, your banjo, your Mario 64, your 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 old character platformer, you got that. But what if you were never like, ah, you know, I didn't love banjo i didn't love mario 64 my iq is a little bit low so i just don't get that's why not those true at all awesome but you know what i did like i fucking loved donkey kong country on the snes i loved side scrolling platformers with a little bit of collectibles going on with a little bit of overworld map going on with, with, with individual levels man that's my shit well guess what platonic serviced both of those crowds because ukulele might be banjo but impossible Possible layer is is modern modern Donkey Kong. Am I wrong or am I wrong? No, you're you're completely right. And not to bury the lead too much, but it, it is really interesting to see just how easily Platonic managed to shine the light on the fact that Donkey Kong Country blows Banjo and Kazooie out of the water Banjo in terms of a such a better game in, than Donkey Kong Country. In terms of just pure platforming if you take platforming and you try to dis whenever i talk about games critically i always like the idea of trying to distill them down to their essence and i try to wonder what is the best possible realization of what a thing could be and then we play ukulele i'm like okay i feel like this is pretty close to like what i'd want from a character 3d platformer but maybe if it's not mario odyssey i don't care but then when i play something like ukulele and the impossible lair it it harkens back to an era where I was discovering the 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 genius works of Grant Kirkhope, and I didn't know this British man when I was a child. I I just I could hear the the jungle rhythm, the ding 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 ding, and then I was just in. I felt like I'd been transported back to 1994, playing through Donkey Kong Country 2. Ukulele and the Impossible Lair shines a light on the fact that Donkey Kong Country is the greatest thing Rare has ever done. It is the the culmination of not only pure, distilled down to its essence, platform action, it is also the finest work of Gre- Kirk Grant Hope. And I don't Kirk I, Grant Hope. Yep. Kirk Grant Hope. And I and, <laughs> and I wonder what is it about 2D side scrollers that make him really shine? Um, I don't know. Uh, shorter levels. Everything that I disliked about Ukulele, this game addresses from the get-go. It hits the ground running. It's a big-ass statement. Yeah, everything I didn't like about Ukulele original, they fixed in Impossible Air. And it's not it's not the same game. It's a completely different game. It's a completely game. different game. But, like, like, there's charm. There's immediate charm. The setup for the con- the concept is such a good concept. For those who don't know, Ukulele and the Impossible Lair sets our the, the titular duo, Ukulele, against Capital B, who was once again run amok, and he he's unleashed some goofs out in the world. Classic Capital B. And what Capital B has done is he has created an impossible lair. A lair, again, taking a page from Breath of the Wild, again, one of the, the first examples of other developers borrowing from Breath of the Wild post-Breath of the Wild release. You have the ability to beat Ukulele and the Impossible Lair the very first time you boot into the game, the very first time within an hour, you have the ability to. Mm-hmm. But the game is stacked against you because it's hard. 
It's very difficult. It's very difficult. It's very difficult. And the it's been a minute since I played a game that is this hard. And not the whole game's this hard, but the impossible layer is very difficult. And you might think, like, wow, if you're comparing it to Breath of the Wild, then yeah, Ganon's Fortress, Ganon's Castle, pretty difficult. Nope, ukulele's harder. Yeah, it, it, it 100% is. And I wonder, like, how do you... How do you do that in a platformer, though? How do you set an impossible challenge you can play from the beginning, and how do you make it easier? And before I knew anything about the game, I had assumed that playing through the other levels in the game would basically remove pieces of the impossible layer, making it shorter. That's what I assumed going in. Mm -hmm. But what a fool I was, because that would not be fun. No. That would not be fun. The beauty of Ukulele and the Impossible Layer is every time you play through and complete a normal level, you unlock a piece of the bee army that in turn very like a crash bandicoot style where you can take one additional hit before HP. you die. It adds one HP to your HP pool. Which is genius because over the course of the game you just get B upon B upon B, giving you maybe like 15, 20 different opportunities to try the impossible error in a single run. Which is really you cool. You get more than that. You get like you, you, fucking yeah, 70 B. You get way more. You get way more. But like you can do this, whatever. You, you kind of set the difficulty, and I'm a big fan of games that allow you to set the difficulty just through how you want to play but By the setting game. the difficulty of the impossible layer, if you want to be like, man, I'm going to beat the impossible layer with minimal bees, and you're just like missing out on content from the rest of the game, which just feels icky, because yeah. the rest of the game is good. Like you, do, I, don't, I want to play through all the levels before I beat the impossible layer, because I want to play through all the levels, because the levels are good. The levels are fantastic, and, and not only that, like... I, I thought that the way the original ukulele handled level design and expansion was really fun. The idea of adding to existing worlds was really cool. But it felt like it was a little bit lackluster because it felt like it was just a small level that they made a little bit bigger when I spent the additional pages. Uh, you are still you're not collecting pages in this that that which is kind of unusual because I feel like the Hallmark collectible is gone, which is kind of cool. Yeah, it, it did feel a little bit weird, but whatever. But I, I love the idea that you can actually physically change the worlds by manipulating them through the hub world. Yeah, through the overworld. Which is so good. Remember how we talked about how we didn't like the hub world in Ukulele? They fixed that in this one. The hub world is awesome. I adore the hub world in this one. It's It's good. I think it's it's, it's good because it's, it's good for a 2D platformer for sure. It's good because it feels like a different game entirely. It's you don't have the same kind of movement abilities that you would in a traditional 2D level mm -hmm. and I I, I like that it combines this sense of like there's there's a sense of persistence in the overworld that's really nice. And it's also a puzzle in of itself where you can try and add and unlock new worlds by figuring out like okay, wait I didn't have the ability to open this door, but now that I do, I can I can eat this plant over here, and that'll give me enough time to run all the way over here so I can blow up this wall, which will in turn open up a giant waterfall that'll flood this area, and now I have a brand new area I can explore. Like, I love stuff like that. It feels very interconnected, and the fact that you have to alter the book in the books, which are the levels in, in the overworld, to get to the second thing. So there's, like, there's overworld puzzles that lead to the second world variants for every level. And, like, I love that they did keep the every level having two variants thing like mm -hmm. you know like the fire level becomes an ice level when it gets water on it or you know just, just even the impossible layer has an alternate mm -hmm. which is really cool like that's such a fun idea because it's just it, it is again taking what they learned from ukulele and i think expanding on it in a way that's far more meaningful also they made a game that was just easier to make too like yeah and, and i think it, it really show, <laughs> it really showcases what they're good at though i think it is 
it is the essence of a 2D platformer just distilled down to the purest form. And I think that like this feels like, you know, how people talked about Donkey Kong Country Returns as like a fantastic. I still have never played that. Oh, game. It's very good. Yeah, very good. I, I know I would I like ukuleles better. That's that's the vibe I'm getting because I'm just like this game is like I don't know how you can improve upon this. Everyone said that like Super Mario, uh, Mario Maker Creator Two, Mario Maker Two is like this is the best 2D platform because it's literally any platforming game you want. I disagree. I think you could add interesting mechanics to make your game better. My, th- I'm wondering how this game fell flat a little bit because I do. I do think this is the best 2D platformer that I've played in years, if not one of the best ever. Like, that might feel controversial because people are like, oh, what about this? What about these Mario games? Like, what about New Super Mario Brothers U or whatnot? But, like, I like those games, but. Ukulele and the Impossible Layer feels good it feels like 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 a modern donkey kong country like like and like it's evolved like you have all these other fun elements that just make it make it better and like no one was really playing this game and if you're someone who likes 2d platformers likes 2d mario games adore donkey kong country you should play this they gave it away for gosh dang free on the epic game store they gave it away for free it's crazy to me that that you know so many people went to go play ukulele because they're such a, b- a big banjo boner. But like it, this feels like it, it fell flat. I, and I think that's the, the difficulty that Platonic encountered. And um, it's not like they didn't know it would be difficult. But like establishing a new IP in the year 2016 through 2020. Like maybe it's just no one really knows what ukulele is or who they are. You if know, this was a different brand, like let's just say... This is a this is a Sonic game, or this is a Ratchet and Clank game that mm-hmm. takes the form of a two D adventure. It sells millions of copies, absolutely, and it gets universal praise. A hundred percent. If they said this is a Jack and Daxter game, like yeah. oh shit, I love Jack and Daxter. I'm gonna go like. It's so unfortunate that the success of a two D side scroller is. I would argue inherently tied to an IP. You could say that to just about any style of game, but I think it doesn't ring more true than for 2D platformers. Like, who wants to play a platformer about a character they don't care about? What are you doing? What's the, what's the, what's the, no, no, keep talking. Stop. No, stop. I'm, I'm, you, you distracted me. I, yes, I, I, I'm sorry that... that <laughs> I'll, put my, I'll put my blinders up so you can't see what I'm so doing. So I just wonder, though, like, is there... It, it got me thinking, like... Is there room for 2D platformers anymore? If there you're not be. if your it's name's wild not, if there's not. If your name's not Mario, are we at the point where there was there was this point where we uh, transitioned in a video game generation from Super Nintendo to N64 from 16-bit to uh, 3D, right? And there was a, a period of time where developers wanted to make a game for the PlayStation they wanted to make a 2D game for the PlayStation, but they had trouble getting funding because no one wants to experience an old game on new hardware. No one wants to, like nothing personifies old more than a 2D side scroller. Can you argue with that? Like it is indicative of an old era. I think art style, but yeah, it's indicative in terms of gameplay, yeah. And, and so the the dilemma that a lot of developers found themselves in wanting to, again, People who have mastered essentially 2D platforming wanted to bring that to new hardware with the original PlayStation, with the N64, but they were told no because it needs to be in 3D now. You need to adapt because no one wants to play something that looks old. And I think that's 
a similar dilemma we find ourselves in with something like ukulele in the impossible lair. So I just did a quick little steam charts look up while you were while you were talking right now, just to compare some numbers. Mm -hmm. this, this is this this wasn't pre-reduced. I was just thinking about it on the fly. I have my laptop here. Thank you, Dell. Uh, we're not sponsored. That's dumb. I don't know why I said that. Steam charts, ukulele, all-time peak players at the same exact time on Steam for ukulele. Last episode, not impossible lair. Ukulele. Period. Full stop. Six thousand five hundred people. That's crazy. Like, okay, that's okay. You know, yeah. That's six thousand people playing at once. They sold, they sold a bunch of copies. Like, we know that a lot of people played this game that it got some serious traction, if not from Kickstarter. Yeah, that, that credit list at the end of Ukulele was ridiculous. Exactly. <laughs> how now? How now? Go ahead and guess, Nick, the all-time peak number for Impossible Layer, knowing that Ukulele was six thousand five hundred. I'm gonna say it's significantly lower. Significant? How much lower? I'm gonna say it's like. 1400. 1400? All right. 1400. Drum roll, please. All time peak ukulele in the impossible air on Steam charts 178. Oh. 178. That means that through its entire life, there has not been 200 people playing this game on Steam at the same time. Now, I don't know how many people have it on Switch. I bought it on Switch. I did not own this game on Steam. I felt like a great Switch game to me. I was happy to play it on Switch. I don't know how many people played it from the Epic Game Store. Yeah, true. Which it was free. I would, it's pro yeah, man. I, I just hope that Playtonic can live another day to make another game. And for, with that Epic Games money... 178 all-time high on Steam charts. That's wild. Why is no one playing this game? I know people who love Donkey Kong Country, who love 2D Mario games. Ukulele and the Impossible Layers, one of the best versions of those style of games ever. Done. End of story. Why aren't you playing it? Why aren't you talking about it? Is it because you don't identify with the characters? Is it because the marketing wasn't good enough? Is it because you think that it's just like, what the fuck is this? Some knockoff Mario, which probably is indicative of the first two points. Yeah. But like, what, what, if this was a banjo game even? If you oh, have yeah. Banjo Kazooie's name on this instead of ukulele, fucking same thing. People talk about this like, 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 wow, incredible. Give it awards. Yeah, it is baffling to me that something like this just didn't succeed at least i don't know if it didn't succeed maybe it's just our perception of it might be a little bit skewed you know th it, this game is something that is kind of skewed towards more of a console audience so i would i would be interested to see what the numbers look like on your nintendo switch on your ps4 on your xbox one whatever so there's that like i'm hoping that the game did well enough that it would still kind of garner something because i think they tapped into something special with this and i think that there's you're gonna take your people who are playing a, a drinking game at home every time i mention dark souls in comparison to another game i i do think that in an era where everyone is trying to make the next dark souls i think that platonic looked at some of the i think innovations of something like a dark souls and found a way to custom tailor it for 2d platforming so we talked a little bit about how the game lets you kind of choose your own difficulty based on how you want to approach the final level but i think one of the coolest things that this game does is the tonic system. Mm -hmm. I think the tonic system is such a brilliant idea. Um, tonics were introduced in the original ukulele. You could equip one at a time that garnered a, an additional effect, an effect for your two characters. You could roll a little bit longer. You could take an extra hit. Maybe you get another health point. In this game, it's a little bit different. The abilities that you unlock via tonics 
are a lot more specific this time around. Um, it lets you like it's almost like percentile increases in an RPG where mm -hmm, you get mm -hmm. slight improvements in certain things. And some of them, some of the tonics are good and some of them make the game harder. Mm -hmm. There's a tonic that reverses the controls on you if you have it equipped. And you would think, why would I ever want to do that? Well, the reason why you do is because every time you go to load into a level, you have the ability to, to equip three tonics. By default, you don't have any equipped, and so your feather multiplier, the currency that you collect, multiplier. The, 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 the feather multiplier that you have at 1.0 by default is modified based on how many tonics you equip, and you want this feather currency to um, open up the paywalls, which is a very cute tongue-in-cheek way of taking a jab at microtransactions in 2020, which I appreciate. I thought that was very cute. Um, you can also use it to just uh, open up new areas and so on and so forth. But there are tonics that are beneficial, and when they're beneficial, they tend to have a um, negative impact on your multiplier, making it harder to earn feathers. But if you equip game uh, tonics that make the game more difficult, you get a multiplier, multiply, multiplier. Jesus, I can't talk. <laughs> that makes it easy to rake in all of the feathers. So you have the ability to kind of re-experience the game, the same levels over and over again. But every time you have the potential, if you're interested in making it feel completely new, every single time. And I think you're going to want to play through levels multiple times because not only are you inevitably not going to get every collectible because there's five coins to unlock along with like every now and then some additional bonus stuff. Mm -hmm. um, but there's something about the game's rhythm that really reminded me of Donkey Kong Jungle Beat where you kind of get into this... You, you get into this flow where you almost are, like, the levels are very, at least a lot of my favorite levels that stood out to me, were very vertical in how, how you approach them, where you start at the top, and then you work your way to the bottom. And it's usually done via, like, slides. It's done, usually there's something chasing you that motivates you to move forward. Mm -hmm. But the way the levels are designed and interconnected made it feel like I was almost playing a rhythm game where I, I just got into the groove of avoiding enemies, jumping on top of enemies to get a collectible that was out of reach. That, like, you have to jump on this enemy in order to go, get this collectible. And the way everything strung together just felt good if you hit the perfect line the way you would in, like, a Tony Hawk game. It just felt good to play the level the way the developers like, man, it'd be so cool if they played this level perfectly because it would be so cool looking and it would feel really good. And it's easy to do that, but you just have to pay attention. And I really like that the game incentivizes you to do that because it just feels good. It makes you feel more accomplished than getting to the end point of level. Like you just feel like you did something better. Like you annihilated a level almost, which is a lot of fun to do. I had a lot of fun playing this game did you have the experience like me where you played the game for x amount of hours and you played the impossible layer for i don't know a quarter of that time yeah so what i did was i i made the lofty claim that i would beat the impossible layer the first time i played through yeah, it how did that work? that did not happen it's yeah, <laughs> fucking hard but i i spent an embarrassing amount of time trying to play the impossible lair before i even set foot in the first level and i was pretty proud of how far i got like pretty decent ways in uh but then i realized how long the impossible lair actually is and i was like oh i didn't get far at all jesus um uh but yeah i, I think if i had to guess my total playtime in the actual impossible lair i'd probably put it at something like five hours 
Yeah. Five hours of total time. time. It's a long the, time. The game, all, level. the game altogether is not very long. It's like, what, 18 hours, 20 hours if Something you want? Something like that. But, like, it's a game that I enjoyed going back to try and collect all the levels. Or, I'm sorry, all the coins. I liked finding the tonics. I liked navigating the, op- the, the hub world to just really see everything that the game had to offer. Because... Like, going back to the first ukulele, oh, what, what's the time, say? They're saying about 15 hours. About 15 hours, that sounds about right. Going back to the original ukulele, I thought the characters of Trouser Snake, I thought the transformation tentacle woman, I thought the pages were cool. Like, I thought they were cute, and I thought they were clever, but I something about the game's, like, writing didn't particularly, sh- like, strike with me. But in this game, it just worked. I, I feel like they really got a good understanding of what the tongue-in-cheek kind of tone they want to take with ukulele it's again it's it's not quite conquer's bad fur day because there's no one cussing there's no one making but sex it gets jokes. closer to that line without being like intentionally vulgar yeah and i love just i think they really won me over with the whole pay gate thing i thought that was such a cute joke <laughs> it's such, it such a low-hanging fruit and you're like well that makes sense good job that's smart <laughs> yeah so it, about this it's so fun and it just it really just strikes me that this is an old guard of video game developers that just really love making video games and making this type of game. So it's just really cool to see them, I would say, knock it out of the park with this. I think that there is nothing quite like the Impossible Lair, and I don't think we're going to see anything like the Impossible Lair. Unless they ever make a second one. <laughs> yeah, but how do, how do you even improve on this? Like, this is... I would play the same game with new levels yeah. next year. Just add an expansion, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, my, my takeaway from this is that, you know, sometimes on the show we're going to like, guys, why haven't you played this game, everybody? But, like, this feels like... If, if I had to rank all the games in the list, not in terms of my personal favorite, because Hollow Knight, take a shot... Um, but like mm-hmm. in terms of games that have a gap between the number of people who've played them versus the number of people who I think should have played them, the ukulele is towards the top of the list because I know not a lot of people have played this game, but I think a lot of people should. Other games we've covered that we feel really strongly about, we know a lot of other people have played. A lot of people played Sekiro. A lot of people played Hollow Knight. A lot of people played Into the Breach, even though not as many people who should have played Into the Breach. Yeah, but that's should, fine. You should still but play Into the Breach. You should still play Into the Breach. Um, but like you, I, I know most people listening to this have not played Impossible Layer. Impossible Layer. Ukulele as a whole is probably a game they're like, one day I'll play that. Yeah, that Just, was Nick two yeah. weeks ago. <laughs> Just skip the first one. Play Impossible Layer. It's, inc- <laughs> it's, inc- it's incredible. Impossible Layer is so good. It's a very good game. Is it one of the best games you played in 2020? Yeah. Yeah, it is easily one of the best games I played in 2020. And the music's so good. Every every world lacked style and character in the in in reverse proportion to the original game where I was like, this game does none of this music sticks out to me. None of the worlds are particularly great. Every world in this is fun and inventive. They're so cute and the music is just you know, this is the dude who made the Donkey Kong Country music. Like it rules. Oh, it's so good. Everybody, if we haven't convinced you yet, go play this game, especially if you're someone who has fond memories of Donkey Kong Country. You're going to like Ukulele and Impossible Lair. If you have fond memories of a 2D platformer, which is probably... If you've ever liked one, which is most people, this will be on sale. Or if not free, if you don't already have it. Just buy it. It's so good. Or... 
buy it. You should put be- it on your Switch. This is going to be a great airplane game. Oh, Fuck, we yeah. don't do that anymore. Yeah, put- you don't go on airplanes anymore. It's a great Switch game. I promise you it's a great Switch game. I'm done shilling for Grand Kirkhope, though. I think that we have to wrap it up. I think that we, you know, we didn't get too deep into everything that you actually do in the game. You know, the Jinjo uh, 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 quills are they back. Ch- yeah, the Ghost Riders. The Ghost Riders they are back. They changed. They changed. <laughs> They're all unique. Um, so concepts carried over. Some concepts didn't carry over. But like everything they did was cool, and I and I like it, and I'm happy. And the game has such a fun core gameplay loop, and stealing the Breath of the Wild uh, element, and being able to do the impossible layer from game one is great. Also, we should touch on it real quickly. They did actually patch the game recently to make it easier, and they <laughs> added checkpoints into the impossible layer. The impossible layer that I played had zero checkpoints in the impossible. Really, layer. I did not know that they added checkpoints. They added it. the checkpoints. That's in the impossible interesting. Layer. At first zero checkpoints Man, so you had to play the entire impossible layer with your 70 ish beats oh geez that almost ended terribly <laughs> so so yeah that's so uh that's also why it took me so long to play that game so it's a little bit easier now you can turn on on and off the checkpoints i believe you can play yeah that the impossible layer or the not so impossible layer exactly so you can play the not so impossible layer which makes it marginally easier uh, it makes it significantly easier playing the impossible layer even when you have beat the rest that's of the for game. mlg still, gamers still hard it took me it took me a fucking minute to finish that so play this game 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 but there's another game that we're going to ask you to play and a game that'll probably be a little less frustrating a game that'll probably take less time a game that for the first time in a while we agreed upon before the show so we are going to do not the last of us 2 because there's still only a week for both of us to finish the game and nick's not done yet so i haven't started and it's just going to be logistically difficult to promise that but i think that we're going to be able to do it soon so the last of us 2 is on the list also, for everyone with a VR headset, Half-Life Alex on the list. Because if you heard Cyber Garbage, you know that our, our Valve Index is uh, it's on the oh way. There's going to be shipping information wait. coming. We might have it next week. So we know that if those are games that, that you're interested in, Last of Us 2, Half-Life Alex, those are actively games that we're going to be st- playing slash playing soon and be on the show quickly. But with that in mind, we're going to pick something a little bit shorter to fill the gap before those giant AAA behemoths come here. And that is why we are going to play Event Zero. Event left bracket zero right bracket. I've never heard of this game. Yeah, it's a game that, that Nick is letting me walk him out on a ledge to take. It's like I'm, I'm holding him by the wrist and making him come on me on this, uh, this artsy uh, indie game adventure that I love so much sometimes. Okay. So you, you've, uh, if, you, if you stand by a game I never heard of, that makes me excited. That, that is an interesting. So what, what is it called one more time? Event Zero. You're going to want to play Event Zero. Event it'll be, Zero. It'll be give or take two hours. That's not bad. So, so it should be a nice digestible chunk. Is it on the PC? It's on the PC. I think it's just on the PC. The personal computer system? It's on system? the personal computer. You sh- I think it has. No, it is, o- it is definitely only on the PC now okay. that I think about it. Okay. And I'm excited to talk to you about this game because where it's not a triple-A game. It's not something that we're super hyped about like Impossible Layer. I almost knocked the glass over again, if you were curious. Um, I, I, th- I think Event Zero is a game worth talking about after playing it. So, uh, so until next week, everybody, thank you for supporting us on Patreon. That's patreon.com slash cybergarbage. It makes the podcast and, and the weekly show, Weekly Scoop, happen. Uh, it helps us uh, fund the studio, which we need because I spend the rest of my money on personal injuries. I think I broke my toe this morning. Anywho, good night, everybody. <laughs> Bye, everyone. 
play Event Zero. I keep wanting to say Event Horizon. It's Lord. not Event Horizon. Play Event Zero. Event Zero. Until next time. It's the end of the road. It was a hard trip. You didn't choose the easy way. It's the end of the world. You almost fast asleep. And all the stars say, Hey, Judy, hey, all those lights are for you. Get you Look at you.